1: last time on vet story we met army veteran jonathan lubecky
0: um, i had a head injury in training designated marksman on overwatch detail, so they gave me a barrett and i sat on rooftops mortared lands right next to it had i been standing up to pee i'd be dead but i came home and i started having problems and i loaded a pared a nine millimeter and i put it to my temple and i
2: pulled the trigger
1: and scientific research spokesperson, Brad Burge.
2: We're trying to get FDA approval to make MDMA into a prescription 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 drug. Welcome
1: back to Vet Story, I'm Phil Briggs and this is part two of is ecstasy the cure for PTSD? When we left off, we had heard from Brad Burge where he told us about how the Multidisciplinary Association of Psychedelic Studies was in the midst of some groundbreaking research.
2: So MAPS has just completed six, what are called phase two pilot studies. Those are early studies looking at how MDMA combined with psychotherapy can reduce symptoms of PTSD in military veterans and people who are survivors of sexual assault and abuse of terrorism, violent crime, natural disasters, and every other cause of PTSD.
1: We also heard Jonathan recall a chance encounter with a medical professional at the VA who off the record suggested he consider
0: a radical new study. She sli- she goes, you know, I'm an intern, so I've probably read your file more, more than anybody around here. So she slides a folded piece of paper across the desk. She goes, when you leave the VA, I want you to open that. If I walk out of VA and I open the piece of paper and all it says is three things, so Google, MDMA, PTSD.
1: Basically, some ecstasy, given it a proper dosage, and then you got to hang with a doctor for multiple hours?
2: That's exactly it. It's a six to eight hour therapy session. Once the MDMA is involved, the whole thing happens in a 12 week course of psychotherapy. So there's just standard therapy sessions. And then they get a dose of MDMA in a therapy session. And they get a couple more therapy sessions. Then they get another dose of MDMA and some therapy sessions. So it is a comfortable psychiatrist's office and people go through periods of talking or sometimes through silence with eye shades and music and just express the feelings that come up for them
0: and so we we start talking about iraq and stuff and there's things i talked about that only my spotter knew very few people on the planet knew and it was so easy to talk about so one of the things that the treatment does is it disconnects the physiological response in the brain it affects the amygdala now we're getting into sciency stuff i'm a dumb marine the science
2: stuff are like bread. That said, there are some theories to account for its effects, uh, one of those, and probably the main one, is that MDMA turns down the amygdala. So, the amygdala is part of the brain, it's a deep part of the brain that's associated with the fight or flight response and feelings of fear. And people with PTSD tend to have a hyperactivated amygdala. So, that means that emotions or situations or experiences that re- remind them of the trauma. Um, come to them in a more fearful state. Um, they're, They're more alert. They're more ready to run. They're more ready to hide. MDMA actually turns that part of the brain straight down so that when people are recalling difficult memories, difficult emotions, which happens in psychotherapy, that's what they're being asked to do, it doesn't come to them with such a strong negative experience so they're able to talk about these difficult experiences much more easily Um, mdma also does other things it releases uh, hormones that are naturally occurring in the body like oxytocin and prolactin and that produces this feeling of trust and intimacy and people with ptsd often don't do very well with psychotherapy because their emotions and their memories are just too difficult to process aloud so they push them away but with this bonding this hormonal intimacy that they experience with MDMA it's actually easier for them to connect with their therapist and to share their emotions
0: it was great i mean i was able to deal with things i had never dealt with um and now i mean i still have ptsd but it's very very mild to a point where i can handle it um i'm on two medications i'm on MDMA to help me sleep and i'm on concerta to with the head injury help me concentrate so i went for 42 pills a day down to that
1: Wow. I understand its roots are not even in the nightclubs or as a street drug.
2: That's exactly right. MDMA, it was actually first, uh, first made in 1912. Yeah, 1912. One, nine, one, two, that far long ago. So once it's approved, it's, it's not going to be patentable. So Mass is a non-profit. Um, We're not a for-profit pharmaceutical company looking to um, simply make a lot of money on a new drug that can treat a lot of people. Rather, it's going to be a generic medicine once it's approved, and MDMA started out in the 1970s and the early 1980s as a therapeutic tool. At that time, it hadn't been studied in any clinical trials or anything like that, but it had just started to catch on as a therapeutic tool. So it had LSD and magic mushrooms um, for, for that matter. But MDMA, especially for the treatment of PTSD and anxiety, depression, couples counseling, alcoholism, and it wasn't until the early 1980s that MDMA became known as a club drug and became labeled as ecstasy, and nowadays, the ecstasy or the molly quote unquote that somebody might purchase illegally on the street doesn't even contain any mdma in it at all actually less than half of ecstasy has any pure mdma in it
0: i'd really like nypd to
2: redo this um, only because 2014 is the last data i
0: found they tested all the mdma molly ecstasy whatever you want to call it that they seized in 2014 only 25% of it actually contained the chemical compound, MDMA, and even those were in very small dosages. It's all these basalts and fentanyl and crazy stuff from China. This is pure. This was provided to me actually by the drug enforcement agency. I know the person who made it. So it's all above board and been tested. I mean, this is part of the problem you have when you have a black market on anything is everything gets adulterated. Sure, sure.
1: What's next? I, I, I see that we've completed the Phase 2 now. Um, where do we go with this knowledge from here?
2: Well, fortunately, there is a clear drug development pathway that the FDA has laid out for all sorts of other prescription pharmaceuticals, and we are on that pathway now. Uh, this, this month and next month, this May and June, we're starting Phase 3 clinical trials here in the U.S. Um, with the FDA's guidance. And if those studies are successful, if they replicate um, even remotely the results that we saw in phase two and the results that we just saw in this Lancet psychiatry study with the veterans, uh, we could expect FDA approval as soon as 2021. So that means that um, just within the next four years or so, we could start seeing MDMA administered as part of therapy sessions. Um, in a supervised environment, um, of course, nobody will at, um, at any point go to a pharmacy and pick up a bottle of MDMA to take home. It'll only be available one at a time from a therapist in a therapy session.
1: All right, kids. So if you're listening, don't get excited. That's not what this is about. It's calm down. We're not, coming to, we're not coming to a damn nightclub. Um, amazing. Is your feeling from the Veterans Administration that this is going to be, you know,
2: well received? Um, the stigma against MDMA might be even greater than the stigma against cannabis from the perspective of the VA and the DOD um, as far as we've seen so far. What we do know is that there's between 800 and 9,000, maybe more, veterans receiving disability payments for PTSD right now, um, costing at least $17 billion a year. And that's a number from a couple of years ago. So we know that there's an economic incentive, certainly, for the VA to get on board with a treatment that is only administered a couple of times, and then people can get off of their other prescription meds and get off their other treatments for PTSD. So that's the angle that we're really trying to highlight with the VA and DOD, that this is an economic incentive and you're gonna get people better a lot quicker.
1: Has there been any negatives to this study? Uh, Bad trips, anything like that? I mean, is there something, it almost sounds too good to be true. (laughs)
2: Yeah, absolutely, and thank you for bringing that up. There's side effects to MDMA just like there's side effects to every other drug. Now one thing to keep in mind is that with other drugs such as antidepressants, you're going to keep getting those side effects as long as you're taking the drug. And with antidepressants, SSRIs, those are being taken every day for weeks, months, and usually for years. So the side effects just keep coming. With MDMA, the side effects go away as soon as the drug's effects wear off after six or eight hours.
0: So, in the past, when I deal with trauma, my system got overstimulated. You know, the hairs on the back of my neck would stand up, adrenaline would start kicking, all these things. This disconnects that. It just doesn't happen. It also puts you in a very warm, loving, contemplative place so you can deal with the issues. Now, the week following is really a bizarre week. You're very contemplative, you're not depressed, but you are kind of lethargic. Okay. Um, and a lot of that's because You are doing a lot of processing In your brain And that's a, An exhausting task oh, So that's it's, so so it's like the mental
1: to... hard drive Is spinning really fast Dealing with all this And it's leaving you feeling a little bit sleepy A little bit,
0: yeah Right Well, I mean, you, you can function and stuff It's just been a, You know, I find myself just sitting in a chair Thinking for like an hour
2: Uh, Also, MDMA is known to cause um, brief elevations in heart rate and blood pressure and body temperature. In a controlled environment, when we add water and there's uh, enough support, those things aren't typically a problem, usually about the same as jogging around the block or running up a hill. Not a problem for physically healthy people, but we do need to keep that in mind and screen out anybody with cardiovascular problems or certain neurological conditions that might make MDMA more risky.
0: I owe my life to MAPS. I spent eight years in hell. Nobody should have to do that. This treatment will prevent that. Everything I do in politics has always been, goes back to one simple thing. I went through a lot of... (laughs) I want to make sure no veteran has to go through what I went through. So that's what I work on.
1: I look forward to hearing more about this from the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies. I, can I get a patch or something? I, I, I just want to say that I know this organization. Do you, do you have merch? Can I get a t-shirt?
2: <laughs> we sure do. We sure do. We got t-shirts and, and and we'll send you one over, Phil. That'd be great. We'd <laughs> that, love to have you repping us.
1: That is great, man. Uh, where do I find out more information about what MAPS is doing?
2: MAPS.org, M-A-P-S dot We've got all the information about our current psychedelic and cannabis clinical trials right there.
1: Very good. Brad Burge, veterans sound like they're in good hands. Keep up the good work, bud.
2: I certainly hope so, Phil. Thanks for helping us spread the word.
0: I owe my life to MAPS because I'd be dead or dead soon if it weren't for the treatment.